0: Jami'at Tirmidhi. This is a collection of hadith by Imam at Tirmidhi. The English translation is by Abu Khalil. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Compilation of Imam at Tirmidhi. The book on the description of the Day of Judgment, Al Riqa'iq, and Al Chapter on the Day of Judgment. Adi bin Hatim narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no man among you except that his Lord shall converse with him on the Day of Judgment, there being no interpreter between him and him, Allah. Then he looks to the south, his right, and does not see anything except the things he put forward of good. Then he looks to the north, his left, and he does not see anything except the things he put forward of evil. Then he turns to look before him to find he is facing the fire. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him said, Whoever among you is able to protect his face from the heat of the fire, even with a piece of a date, then let him do so. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote. ال- refers to narrations that soften the heart. al wariah means cautious piety. Comments The Hadith is intended to remind us all that it is but certain that each one of us shall be presented before Allah for reckoning on the Day of Judgment. He shall then see all his good and bad deeds in visual form as well as the hellfire raging in all of its fury before his eyes. We should, therefore, take all possible steps to avoid it. And among the best protection against it, i.e., the heat of the fire, is the giving of charity, even if it were as little as the dry piece of a date. Ibn Mas'ud narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The feet of the son of Adam shall not move from before his Lord on the Day of Judgment until he is asked about five things about his life and what he did with it, about his youth and what he wore it out in, about his wealth and how he earned it and spent it upon, and what he did with what he knew. This hadith is greater ضعيف or weak. Abu Barza al-Aslami narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The feet of the slave of Allah shall not move on the Day of Judgment until he is asked about five things – about his life and what he did with it, about his knowledge and what he did with it, about his wealth and how he earned it, and where he spent it on, and about his body and for what did he wear it out. This hadith is greater ta'if or weak. COMMENTS Let each one of us do the soul searching about his life, his youth, his method of earning his income and the manner of spending it as well as about the knowledge that he accumulated and what use he made of it, he should ponder over what will happen to him when he shall stand before his Lord on the day of resurrection and be questioned about those things in the face of everybody. May Allah include us among those fortunate souls who make adequate preparations in good time before the coming of that hour And spend their lives in such a manner that they emerge happy and successful from that phase of testing and reckoning. Chapter on What has been related about the matter of the reckoning and requital? Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do you know who the bankrupt is? They said, O Messenger of Allah, the bankrupt among us is the one who has no dirham nor property. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The bankrupt in my ummah is the one who comes with salah and fasting and zakah on the day of judgment. But he comes having abused this one, falsely accusing that one, wrongfully consuming the wealth of this one, spilling the blood of that one, and beating this one. So he is seated, and this one is requited from his rewards, and that one from his rewards. If his rewards are exhausted before the sins that he committed are requited, then some of their sins will be taken and cast upon him. Then he will be cast into the fire. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The real bankrupt person is the one who has done many virtuous deeds in the world, but at the same time has trampled over the rights of others and perpetrated all sorts of wrongs over them. The result will be that all his virtuous acts shall be taken away from him and distributed among the aggrieved parties, and he shall be stripped of all his good deeds. There can be no greater misfortune for a person than losing all his virtuous deeds at a time of his most pressing need. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah have mercy upon a servant who has wronged his brother in his honor or his wealth. Then he comes to him to seek his pardon before his right is taken. When he has no dinar nor dirham. Then if he has any rewards, it will be taken from his rewards. And if he has no rewards, then some of his brother's bad deeds will be levied upon him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Abu Hurairah narrated, That the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Rights will be given to their due, such that the hornless sheep would get its claim from the horned sheep. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments. When conditions on the Day of Judgment are such that animals, believed to be shorn of the faculty of rationale, thinking and not accountable for their actions, even they have their claims against their fellow creatures requited, then there is all the more reason for man, who is a responsible and obligated creature, to ponder over what kind of end is awaiting him in the next world. Chapter on The Sun Melting the People Until They Will Be in Sweat According to Their Deeds Sulaym bin Amir narrated from Al-Miqadad, a companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, On the Day of Judgment, the sun will be drawn near the servants until it has come a mile or two away. Sulaym bin Amr said, I do not know if it is miles that refer to distance on the land or al-meel, which is used to apply kuhul for the eyes. He, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The sun will melt them until they will be in sweat according to their deeds. Among them, One will be covered up to his ankles, and among them will be one who is covered up to his knees, and among them will be one who is covered up to his waist, and among them will be one who is bridled with it. I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, indicating with his hand toward his mouth, meaning that one would be bridled with it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Hamad bin Zayd narrated from Ayyub, from Nafi' from Ibn Umar, Hamad said And it is marfu' in our view He said The day when all mankind will stand before the Lord of all that exists They will be standing in their sweat up to the middle of their ears This hadith is graded sahih or authentic Footnotes, 1. This hadith is marfu' in its ruling while it is not narrated like that. See Tuhfat Al-Lahwadi 2. The verse The day when all mankind will stand before the Lord of all that exists is from Surah al mutaffifin Chapter 83 Verse 6 Comments People standing before their Lord referred to in the verse is the same as that has been mentioned in the hadith, which says that the people shall be immersed in sweat up to various heights. It will not be the same for all. Chapter on what has been related about the matter of the gathering. Ibn Abbas narrated that the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the people will be gathered on the day of resurrection barefoot, naked and uncircumcised as they were created. Then he recited, as we began the first creation, We shall repeat it, a promise binding upon us, truly we shall do it. And the first of people to be clothed will be Ibrahim. Among my companions will be some men who are taken to the right and to the left. I will say, O my Lord, my companions. It will be said, you do not know what they innovated after you. They continue to be apostates since you parted from them. So I will say as the righteous worshipper said, If you punish them, they are your slaves. And if you forgive them, indeed you, only you are the Almighty, the All-Wise. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnotes 1. The verse As we began the first creation, we shall repeat it, a promise binding upon us. Truly, we shall do It's from Surah Al-Anbiya, Chapter 21 verse 104 2 The verse If you punish them they are your slaves and if you forgive them indeed you only you are the Almighty the All-Wise is from Surah Al-Ma'idah Chapter 5 verse 118 Comments Just as man comes to the world naked he will be raised naked on the Day of Judgment and the Almighty Creator That first created man can do it again. Every human being is clothed at birth. Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him, will be the first to be clothed after resurrection, followed by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and my companions means followers from my nation. Bahs bin Hakim narrated from his father, from his grandfather, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him said, You shall be gathered walking, riding, and dragged upon your faces. This hadith is graded Hassan or good. Chapter on what has been related about the presentation. Abu Huraira narrated that the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the people will face three presentations on the day of judgment. As for the first two presentations, they are the arguments and the excuses. As for the third presentation, upon that, the records will fly into the hands. Some will take them in their right hand and some will take them in their left hand. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Chapter on The Statement Whoever is questioned he shall be ruined Ibn Abi Mulaika narrated that Aisha said I heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him saying Whoever his account is questioned about he shall be ruined I said O Messenger of Allah, indeed Allah Most High has said, Then, as for him who shall be given his record in his right hand, he surely will receive an easy reckoning. He said, That is the presentation. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Footnote. The verses, Then, as for him who shall be given his record in his right hand, he surely will receive an easy reckoning, is from Surat Al-Inshiqaq Chapter 84, Verse 7 and Verse 8 Chapter on The Lord's Questioning of His Servant About What He Granted Him in the World Anis narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said The son of Adam will be brought on the day of judgment as if he is a goat kid to be stood before Allah Most High Allah will say to him I gave to you, I granted you, and I bestowed favors upon you. So what did you do? So he says, I collected it, increased it, and left it as more than what it was. So return me, and I shall give it all to you. So he will say to him, Show me what you have prepared. So he says, My Lord, I collected it, increased it, and left it as more than it was. So return me, and I shall give it all to you. So when the servant does not present any good, he will be entered into the fire. This hadith is greater da'if or weak. Comments On questioning, the man will say to Allah, Return me to the world and I will come back having spent all that I have in your path. This will be a patent falsehood. Since even if he is sent back with a clean slate of memory, he will again tread the path he had trodden before. As such, his request to be sent back will be rejected. Instead, he will be thrown into the fire. Thus, the rich of the world have still the chance to spend their wealth in the path of Allah in order to secure a better life in the next world. Abu Salih reported from Abu Hurairah and Abu Sa'id that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The servant will be brought on the Day of Judgment and he will say to him, Did I not give you hearing? sight, wealth, children, and did I not make the cattle and tillage subservient to you? And did I not leave you as the head of the people taking from their wealth? Did you not think that you would have to meet with me on this day of yours? So he will say, No. So it will be said to him, Today you shall be forgotten just as you have forgotten me. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments: The Hadith confirms that there shall come a day when those who have been blessed with manifold bounties by Allah in this world and are yet forgetful of Him as well as of the reckoning on the Day of Judgment shall have to stand before Allah to render their accounts. When questioned by Him about their misdeeds, they will have no words to offer in their defense. They shall, therefore, face great humiliation and be thrown into hellfire. Chapter on What has been related about the explanation of the Most High saying, that day it will declare its information. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, recited, that day it will declare its information and said, do you know what its information is? They said, Allah and His Messenger know best. He said, indeed its information is that it will testify against every servant, male and female about what they did on its surface. It will say that he did such and such on such and such a day. He said, with this it shall be ordered. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Footnote, the verse, that day it will declare its information, is from Surat Az zalzalah Chapter 99 verse 4 Comments The Hadith tells us that on whatever part of the earth man does something it records and preserves that action until the Day of Judgment. It shall then reveal it all on Allah's bidding. Chapter on what has been related about the matter of the Sur. Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As said, A Bedouin came to the Prophet peace be upon him and said, What is the Sur? He said, a horn that will be blown into. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Abu Sa'id narrated, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, how can I be comfortable when the one with the horn is holding it to his lips, his ears listening for when he will be ordered to blow, so he can blow? It was as if that was very hard upon the companions of the Prophet. Peace be upon him. So he said to them, Say, Allah is sufficient for us and what a good protector he is and upon Allah we rely. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments The angel Israfil holding the trumpet near his lips is standing in wait not knowing when the command will come from Allah to sound it. This being the situation man should never for a moment be so lost in the luxuries of the world as to be oblivious of the impending last hour. Chapter on what has been related about the matter of the Sirat. Al-Mughira bin Shu'bah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The sign of the believers upon the Sirat is, O Lord, protect us, protect us. This hadith is graded da'if or weak comments, while treading on the Sirat, bridge across the infernal fire, people will be so frightened as to be speechless. It is only the Prophets and the people of faith that will have the audacity to repeat audible the words, O Allah, protect us, and enable us to safely cross the bridge. And Nadr bin Anas bin Malik narrated from his father who said, I asked the Prophet, peace be upon him to intercede for me on the Day of Judgment. He said, I am the one to do so. He said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, then where shall I seek you? He said, Seek me, the first time you should seek me is on the Sirat. He said, I said, if I do not meet you upon the Sirat, he said, then seek me at the Mizan. I said, and if I do not meet you at the Mizan, he said, then seek me At the hold, for indeed, I will not be missed at these three locations. This hadith is graded Hasan, or good. Comments: One thing is certain, namely that all these three stops are full of great fright, and in order to successfully contend with them, the people would be in dire need of the Prophet's peace be upon him's intercession. Chapter on what has been related about the intercession. Abu Huraira narrated, some meat was brought to the Prophet peace be upon him and a foreleg was presented to him and he used to like it so he bit from it. Then he said, I will be the leader of the people on the day of resurrection. Do you know why that is? Allah will gather the people, the first and the last, on one level ground where they will all be able to hear a caller and all of them will be visible and the sun will be brought near such that the people will suffer distress and trouble that they cannot tolerate nor bear. Then some people will say, Don't you see the state you have reached? Why don't you look for a person who can intercede for you with your Lord? Some of them will say to others, You should go to Adam. So they will go to Adam and say, You are the father of all mankind. Allah created you with his own hands and breathed into you from his spirit, which he created for you and ordered the angels to prostrate for you. Will you not intercede for us with your Lord? Don't you see what has happened to us? Don't you see the state we have reached? On that, Adam will reply, Today my Lord has become angry, such that he has never before been angry, and will never be thereafter. He forbade me to eat from the tree, but I disobeyed him. Myself, myself, myself. Go to somebody else. Go to Nur. They will go to Nuh and say, O Nuh, you are the first among the messengers to the people of the earth, and Allah named you a thankful slave. Will you not intercede for us with your Lord? Don't you see what has happened to us? Don't you see the state we have reached? Nuh will say to them, Today my Lord has become angry as he has never before been angry and will never be thereafter. I had been given one supplication, and I supplicated against my own people, myself. Myself, myself, go to someone else, go to Ibrahim. They will go to Ibrahim and say, O Ibrahim, you are Allah's Prophet and his Khalil among the people of the earth. So intercede for us with your Lord. Don't you see what has happened to us? He will say, Today my Lord has become angry, as he has never before been angry and will never be thereafter. Indeed, I uttered three lies. Abu Hayyan, a narrator, Mention them in his narration. Myself, myself, myself. Go to someone else, go to Musa. So they will go to Musa and say, O Musa, you are the Messenger of Allah, who Allah distinguished above the people with his message and his speech. Intercede for us with your Lord. Don't you see what has happened to us? So he will say, Today my Lord has become angry as he has never before been angry, and will never be thereafter. Indeed, I killed a person whom I was not ordered to kill. Myself, myself, myself. Go to someone else. Go to Isa. They will go to Isa and say, O Isa, you are the Messenger of Allah, and his word which he placed into Maryam, and a spirit from him. And you spoke to the people in the cradle. Intercede for us with your Lord. Don't you see what has happened to us? Then Isa will say, Today my Lord has become angry as he has never before been angry, and will never be thereafter, He will not mention a sin, but will say, Myself, 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 go to someone else, go to Muhammad. He said, they will go to Muhammad, peace be upon him, and they say, O Muhammad, you are the Messenger of Allah and the last of the Prophets, and your past and future sins have been pardoned. Will you not intercede for us with your Lord? Don't you see what has happened to us? Then I will depart until I come to under the throne to fall prostrating before my Lord. Then Allah will guide me to such praises and beautiful statements of glorification which he did not guide anyone to before me. Then he will say, "O Muhammad, raise your head, ask so that you may be granted, and intercede so that your intercession may be accepted." I will raise my head and say, "O Lord, my ummah, O Lord, my ummah, O Lord, my Ummah, he will say, O Muhammad, let those of your Ummah who have no accounts enter the gate on the right among the gates of paradise, and they shall share in the gates other than that with the people. Then he, peace be upon him, said, By the one in whose hand is my soul, what is between every two gateposts in paradise is as what is between Mecca and Hajar, and what is between Mecca and Busra. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote, the statement, Some meat was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and a foreleg was presented to him, and he used to like it, so he bit from it. This part of it proceeded under hadith number 1837. Comments, When people will have gathered on the day of resurrection and would be waiting for the impending reckoning in a state of fright, pain, and helplessness, Beyond measure, they will look around to see who can intercede with Allah on their behalf. They will go to Prophet Adam, peace be upon him, the father of human race, then to the Prophets Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, and Isa, peace be upon them, in that order, for help. Through this measure, Allah would in fact show to everyone that the situation of praise and glory and the right to make grand intercession belongs only to the Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him, since it would only be after the Prophet's intercession that the process of reckoning would start, and the bewildered people would get rid of the traumatic conditions prevailing on the gathering plain. Chapter on the Hadith, My Intercession is for the Major Sins in My Ummah And it's narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, My intercession is for the people who committed the major sins in my ummah. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The intercession mentioned in this hadith would be aimed at extricating from hellfire the people guilty of committing major sins. Two other types of intercession for delivering the sinners of other categories will also be made by the Prophet, peace be upon him. Jafar bin Muhammad narrated from his father from Jabir bin Abdullah who said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, My intercession is for the people who committed major sins in my ummah. Muhammad bin Ali said, Jabir said to me, O Muhammad, whoever is not among the people of major sins, then there is no need in the intercession for him. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Punishment for minor sins would be waived by Allah for the following circumstances. 1 in return for the good deeds done by the people, two, as a reward for exercising patience in times of adversity, or three, for the suffering undergone by Allah's servants in their graves or while standing in wait before Allah after resurrection. The intercession in their case would, therefore, be for the raising of their ranks. Chapter on the statement that 70,000 are admitted without a reckoning and some who are interceded for. Abu Umama narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, My Lord promised me that 70,000 of my Ummah shall be admitted into Paradise without a reckoning against them, nor any punishment. With every thousand are 70,003 measures from the measures of my Lord. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments. Allah's measure is a measure that befits His majesty and glory. And just as we cannot comprehend Allah's person, we cannot also comprehend the exact nature of His measure. If Allah wills, He can contain all the virtuous souls in a single measure and admit them into paradise. Abdullah ibn Shaqiq narrated that I was with a troop in Jerusalem, and a man among them said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, from the intercession of one man in my ummah, more people than Benutamim Tamim will be admitted into paradise. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, someone other than you, he said, other than me. So when he stood, I said, who is this? They said, this is Ibn Abi al jazaa This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Benutamim Tamim is quite a large tribe. But who is the intercessor referred to in the hadith? There is no clear cut proof in favor of anyone in this regard in hadith. Allah knows best. Al Hassan al Basri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, On the Day of Judgment, Uthman bin Affan will intercede for an amount the likes of Rabi'ah and Mudar. This hadith is graded Laif or weak. Comments This is a morsel hadith which does not constitute a proof. Nor does this hadith appear in the text available in most of the manuscripts, nor the early references for this text. Abu Sa'id narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed in my ummah are those who intercede for large groups of people, and among them there are who intercede for a tribe, and among them there are who intercede for a group, and among them there are who intercede for a man until they are admitted to paradise. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Intercessions shall be done with the express permission of Allah in each individual case. The right to intercede, to be granted by Allah, shall be in a measure appropriate to the rank and station of the intercessor, and will be a means to accord honor to him. Therefore, those ahead of others in rank will be given the right to intercede by Allah for greater numbers of people chapter on the hadith about the prophet peace be upon him choosing between half of his ummah being admitted to paradise or intercession and that his choice was the second abu malih narrated from auf bin malik al-ashja'i who said the messenger of allah peace be upon him said someone came to me from my lord to give me the choice between half of my ummah being admitted into paradise or intercession. So I chose the intercession. And it is for whoever dies and he did not associate anything with Allah. This hadith is graded Hasan or good. Comments. Idolaters shall have no share in the Prophet's peace be upon him's intercessions. Chapter on what has been related about the description of the hold. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Indeed, at my hold, there are drinking vessels as numerous as the stars in the heavens. This hadith is great as sahih, or authentic. Comments. Drinking vessels on the Prophet's peace be upon him's font of abundance shall be countless in number, so that no one approaching for drink is inconvenienced. It also indicates how huge will be the number of the Prophet's peace be upon him's followers, his ummah. Samurah narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him said, Indeed, there is a hold for every Prophet and indeed they compete to see which of them has the most arriving at it. Indeed, I hope that mine will be the one with the most arriving. This hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Chapter on what has been related about the description of the drinking vessels of the hold. Al-Abbas narrated from Abu Salam al-Habashi who said, Umar bin Abdul Aziz summoned me, so I got a ride on a mule. He said, When he entered upon him, he said, O commander of the believers, my riding mule was troublesome for me. So he said, O Abu Salam, I did not want to trouble you, but a hadith which we narrated from Thoban from the Prophet peace be upon him about the hold was conveyed to me, and I wanted you to narrate it directly to me. Abu Salam said, Thoban narrated to me from the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, who said, my hold is as large as from Aden to Amman of El Its water is whiter than milk and sweeter than honey. Its cups are as numerous as the stars. Whoever drinks one drink from it, he will never be thirsty after that again. The first people to arrive at it are the poor among the muhajirin, with dishevelled heads, dirty clothes, those whom the women of favor would not marry, nor would the doors be open for them. Omar said, but I have married a woman of favor, and the doors are open for me. I married Fatima bint Abdul Malik. I shall certainly not wash my head until it is desheveled, nor wash my garment which touches my body until it becomes dirty. This hadith is graded Sahih or authentic. Comments Adan is a well-known city, and Amman is a Syrian, now Jordanian, city. Al-Balqa' was a settlement near Amman, these destinations have only been named just to give an idea of the length and breadth of the hold. That is why, on different occasions, the Prophet peace be upon him has named different distant points. We also know from the hadith that the first group of believers to arrive at the hold to quench their thirst will be of the poor immigrants that would have weathered severe conditions on the earth due to their poverty. Yet they stood firm by the religion. Abu Dhar narrated, I said, O Messenger of Allah, What about the vessels of the hold? He said, By the one in whose hand is my soul. Its vessels number more than the stars of the heavens and the planets on a clear dark night. They are among the vessels of paradise. Whoever drinks from them, he will never be thirsty again. Its longest breath is the same as its length, like that which is between Amman to Aylah. Its water is whiter than milk and sweeter than honey. This hadith is graded sahih or Authentic. Comments Various ahadith read together prove the fact that the hold has a number of branches spread all over it. The drink shall be whiter than milk, sweeter, and more delicious than honey, and shall have far more and better pleasing odor than that of musk. Chapter on The Description of Those Who Will Be Admitted Into Paradise Without a Reckoning and the Clarification That Ukasha Has Proceeded in That. Ibn Abbas narrated When the Prophet, peace be upon him, was taken for the night journey, he passed by a prophet, and some prophets, and with them were some people, and a prophet, and some prophets, and with them was a group of people, and a prophet, and some prophets, and with them there was no one, until he passed by a large multitude. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I said, Who is this? It was said, Musa, and his people. But raise your head and look, there was a large multitude that covered the horizon from one side to the other. It was said, These people are your ummah, and there are seventy thousand besides these from your ummah that shall enter paradise without a reckoning. So he went inside, and they did not question him, and he gave no explanation to them. Some of them said, We are them. Others said, There are the children who were born upon the fitrah and Islam. So the Prophet peace be upon him came out and said, They are those who do not get themselves categorized, nor seek Rughia nor read omens, and upon their Lord they rely. So Rukasha bin Mahsan stood and said, Am I among them, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Yes. Then another one stood up and said, Am I among them? So he said, Rukasha has preceded you to it. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments This hadith confirms that among the prophets, there were some who were not able to convert even a single soul to the right faith. No blame for this world. However, devolve on those prophets, neither would it take away anything away from their rank and position. In this situation, there is a message for all those who undertake to call the people to the path of truth. They should not grieve or feel disheartened at the poor response of the people to their pleadings, but persist with enthusiasm, with their efforts and inviting the people to the doing of good and to abstain from the doing of evil. Chapter on the hadith about people's neglect of the Salah and the hadith about censure of the worshippers. Abu Hamran al-Jawni narrated from Anas bin Malik who said, I do not recognize anything today from what we were upon during the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So I said, what about the Salah? He said, have you people not done what you know you have done? This hadith is great at sahih or authentic. Comments The state of bliss that was there during the lifetime of the Prophet peace be upon him, thanks to his benign presence and companionship, gradually started waning away. This was in spite of the fact that all the physical acts of devotion were still there in their original form, but the spirit of submissiveness that marked the prayers in the days of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him and the four rightly guided caliphs had started weakening in later times. Asma' bint Umais al-Khab'amiyyah Narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What an evil servant is the one who fancies himself and becomes vain, forgetting the Most Great, the Most High. What an evil servant is the one who forces and behaves hostility, forgetting the Compeller, the Most High. What an evil servant is the one who is heedless and diverted, forgetting about the graves and the trials. What an evil servant is the one who is violent and tyrannical, Forgetting his beginnings or his end. What an evil servant is the one who seeks the world through the religion? What an evil servant is the one who seeks the religion through his desires? What an evil servant is the one who puts all hope in his own zeal? What an evil servant is the worshipper who is misled by his desire? What an evil servant is the one whose aspirations humiliate him? His hadith is graded ta'if or weak. Comments The hadith is doubtlessly weak as to its chain of transmitters. However, it constitutes a comparison between the right and the wrong and pinpoints the things that man indulges in because of his love of the world and forgetfulness of the hereafter, thereby inviting his own ruin and destruction. Chapter On Regarding the reward for feeding, giving drink, and clothing others and the hadith about one who fears travels at night. Atiyah al-Aufi narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Whichever believer feeds a hungry believer, Allah feeds him from the fruits of paradise on the day of resurrection. Whichever believer gives drink to a thirsty believer, Allah gives him to drink from the sealed nectar on the day of resurrection. Whichever believer clothes a naked believer, Allah clothes him from the green garments of paradise. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Meat requital or fitting recompense is the established sunnah of Allah. Hence it is that he has promised the finest sealed wine of paradise to whoever gives a drink to the thirsty, the finest fruits of paradise to whoever feeds the hungry, and the finest green garment of paradise to whoever clothes a naked believer in the world. Abu Hurairah narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Whoever fears travelling at night and whoever travels at night, reaches his destination. Allah provides him with the most precious of goods, and indeed Allah's goods are but paradise. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Whoever fears that the enemy is lurking in ambush for him, he sets out in the early hours of the night for a safe place of refuge. Man faces a similar danger from Shaytan. It is, therefore, most necessary, that he takes timely steps to protect himself from him. Chapter on Signs of Taqwa and Leaving what there is no harm in out of caution Rabi'a bin Yazid and Atiyah bin Qais narrated from Atiyah as Sa'adi, and he was one of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The servant shall not reach the state of being among the muttaqin." until he leaves what there is no harm in out of caution for its harm. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments The expression what there is no harm in means the things allowed and permitted in the sharia. We should not, therefore, take the permissibility aspect of things as enough justification for doing them, but try to do what is most desirable and best. Chapter on the Hadith If you would always be as you are with me. Hanbala al-Usayyidi narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If you would always be as you are with me, then the angels would shade you with their wings. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments While in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the companions were so absolutely occupied with the thought of the happenings of the hereafter that it seemed to them, they were face to face with paradise and hell however once they were back home and got mixed with their wives and children they would not feel the same this is what gave them anxiety chapter on the hadith indeed for everything there is a zeal abu hurairah narrated that the prophet peace be upon him said indeed for everything there is a zeal and for every zeal there is a slackening so if its practitioner behaves properly and is moderate then hope for him for his success. But if the fingers are pointed at him, then do not count him among the worthy. This hadith is graded hasan, or good. Footnote, the statement, but if the fingers are pointed at him, means due to his being known for excessiveness. Chapter on, an illustration about the length of life and a person's aspirations increasing as he becomes old, and that he will become old in the end. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, drew a square line on the ground for us, and in the middle of the square line he drew another line, and he drew another line going out of the square line. Around the one that was in the middle he drew various lines. Then he said, This is the son of Adam, and this is his lifespan, encircling them, and this one in the middle is the person, and these lines are his obstacles. If he escapes this one, this one ensnares him, and the line extending outside is his hope. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments 1. Every man's lifespan is predetermined and limited to a specific time, which he can never outstrip. In his life, moreover, man has to contend with so many obstacles, unhappy situations and adversities that are so persistent that they outlive his days of life. In any case, the ultimate destiny of man is death. On the one hand, there are his hopes and aspirations that outreach the square lines of his life that encompass him from all sides, and on the other, there is death that snaps the cord of his life and he has to leave things unfinished. Two, a teacher would do well to use charts and illustrations in order to drive home his concepts and ideas to the students. Anis bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, The son of Adam grows old, but two things keep him young. Desire for life and desire for wealth. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote. This proceeded under hadith number 2339. Comments. Man's desires and aspirations are longer than his life, and in order to fulfill them, he needs both an extended span of life and wealth. On the other hand, old age brings in its wake the weakening of his bones and limbs. This necessarily weakens his intellect as well. He is not, therefore, able to bridle his hopes and aspirations. Consequently, lust for wealth and longevity grows stronger and stronger inside his heart. Mutarrif bin Abdullah bin al-Shikhir, narrated from his father, from the Prophet peace be upon him, who said, The case of the son of Adam is such that he is surrounded by 99 calamities. If the calamities miss him, he falls into decrepitude." This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Footnote. This proceeded with similar wording under hadith number 2150. Comments. Man's whole structure has been so fashioned in the primordial state that he is as if in a camp encircled by 99 calamities and diseases, any one of which could cause his death at any time or moment. Should he survive all of these, there is last of all the incurable disease of old age, which, when it comes, does not part company until death. Chapter 1 The Exhortation for Remembrance of Allah and Remembrance of Death At the End of the Night and the Virtue of Increased Allah Upon the Prophet Peace be upon him At-Tufail bin Ubay bin Kab narrated from his father who said, When a third of the night has passed, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood and said, O you people! Remember Allah, remember Allah. The rajifa is coming, followed by the radifa, Death and what it brings is coming. Death and what it brings is coming. Ubay said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, indeed I say very much Salah for you. How much of my Salah should I make for you? He said, as you wish. He said, I said, a fourth. He said, as you wish. But if you add more, it would be better for you. I said, then half, he said, as you wish, and if you add more, it would be better for you. He said, I said, then two-thirds, he said, as you wish, but if you add more, it would be better for you. I said, should I make all of my salah for you? He said, then your problems would be solved, and your sins would be forgiven. This hadith is great or weak. Comments Obey bin Ka'b, may Allah be pleased with him, used to supplicate profusely. He once thought that since he was already making long, long supplications to Allah, why not set apart some of that time for supplicating to Allah to send down his special blessings on his messenger, peace be upon him. He decided to inquire the Prophet, peace be upon him, about it. When he asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, as to how much time he should set for the purpose, the Prophet, peace be upon him, did not consider it fit to give a time limit for it and left it to the questioner's own discretion and will. The Prophet, peace be upon him, did. However, make it plain, that the more he would do it, the more beneficial it would be for him. Chapter on Explaining what is implied by having Hayah for Allah as is his due Abdullah bin Mas'ud narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Have Hayah for Allah as is his due. He said, We said, O Prophet of Allah, we have Hayat, and all praise is due to Allah. He said, Not that. But having the Hayah for Allah which he is due is to protect the head and what it contains, and to protect the insides and what it includes, and to remember death and the trial, and whoever intends that hereafter, he leaves the adornment of the world. So whoever does that, then he has indeed fulfilled the Hayah, meaning the Hayah which Allah is due. This hadith is greater da'if or weak. Comments A sense of shyness or modesty is a natural human trait that plays an important part in building a person's character. It is modesty that prevents him from indulging in acts that are lewd and evil. Only those who can guard their minds against evil thoughts, protect their bellies from unlawful food and drink, and are mindful of what conditions await them in their graves after death, could truly have shyness. And only those people can have real modesty, who put no value on the ostentations and luxuries of the world and reject the temptations of this world in favor of a happier life in the hereafter. Chapter on The Hadith The clever person is the one who subjects his soul and works for what is after death. Shaddad bin Aws narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, The clever person is the one who subjects his soul and works for what is after death. And the incapable is the one who follows his desires and merely hopes in Allah. This hadith is graded Da'if or weak. Comments The Hadith tells us that a smart person is not he who is smart in amassing wealth with both hands in the world. A truly smart, prudent, or clever person is he who subjects his soul and makes it subservient to the commandments of Allah and makes good preparation for his afterlife. Chapter on The Hadith Increase in Remembrance of the Severer of Pleasures Abu Sa'id narrated The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him entered his Musallah and saw people who looked as if they were smiling. So he said, Indeed, if you were to increase in remembrance of the severer of pleasures, then you would find yourself too busy for what I see. So increase in remembrance of death, the severer of pleasures. For indeed there is no day that comes upon the grave except that it speaks, saying, I am the house of the estranged, I am the house of the solitude, I am the house of dust, and I am the house of the worm-eaten. When the believing worshipper is buried, the grave says to him, Welcome, make yourself comfortable. Indeed, to me, you are the most beloved of those who walked upon me. Since you have been entrusted to me and delivered to me today, you shall see what I have arranged for you. I will then widen for him so that his sight extends and the door to paradise is open for him. And when the wicked worshipper or the disbeliever is buried, the grave says to him, You are not welcome. Do not get comfortable. Indeed, To me, you are the most hated of those who walked upon me. Since you have been entrusted to me and delivered to me today, you shall see what I have arranged for you. He said, It will begin closing in on him, squeezing him, until his ribs are crushing each other. He said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, clasped some of his fingers between others and said, Seventy giant serpents will constrict him. If one of them were to hiss on the earth, nothing upon it would grow as long as it remained. They will chew on him and bite him until he is brought to the reckoning. He said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, The grave is but a garden from the gardens of paradise or a pit from the pits of the fire. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Footnote. This part on the severe of pleasures is preceded under hadith number 2307. Comments. When a believer is put in the grave, It opens its bosom spacious and wide and treats him with extreme love and kindness. It rather becomes a garden from the gardens of paradise for him. But when a wicked and disbelieving person is interned in it, it squeezes him tight and treats him harshly and severely. Chapter on the Hadith in brief What do I have to do with the world? I am not in the world but as a writer. Ibn Abbas narrated. Ibn Umar al-Khattab informed me, saying I entered upon the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him and saw him reclining upon a mat woven from fibers and I could see the impressions it left upon his side. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote The statement, what do I have to do with the world? I am not in the world but as a writer, proceeded under hadith number 2377. Comments the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had chosen for himself a life of frugality and austerity, away from the comforts and pleasures of the world. There is a long story connected with this hadith that appears in hadith relating to the Qur'an. Chapter 66, titled "At Tahrim," The Prohibition. Chapter 1, The Hadith By Allah It is not poverty that I fear for you. Al-Mustawrid bin Makhramah narrated that Amir bin Auf informed him and he was an ally of amr bin amr bil who had participated with the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him at the Battle of Badr. He said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him had dispatched Abu Ubaidah bin Al-Jarrah so he arrived with the wealth from Al-Bahrain. When the Ansar had heard of the arrival of Abu Ubaidah they were attending Salat al-Fajr so the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him performed the Salah, and when he finished they assembled before him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled when he saw them. Then he said, I think that you heard that Abu Abaydah has arrived with something. They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. He said, Then receive good news, and hope for what will please you. By Allah, it is not poverty that I fear for you, but what I fear for you is that the world will be presented for you just as it was presented for those before you. Then you will compete for it, just as they competed for it. And it will destroy you just as it destroyed them. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him knew from the history of the past nations as to how, when they came to possess the affluence of wealth and all the fineries of the world, they grew greedier and greedier after worldly possessions and wealth. They, in fact, got so infatuated by the pleasures of the world that they completely forgot the very purpose of their creation and existence on earth. This gave rise to mutual bickering and rivalry and even ignited open enmity among the people, which led to their final doom and destruction. That was the reason why the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, feared, as a loving master, that the same might happen to his own people as well, and he warned them against it. Chapter 1 Indeed, this wealth is green and sweet. Urwa bin Zubair and Ibn Musayyib, narrated that Hakim bin Hizam, said, I once asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, for something, and he gave it to me. Then I asked him again, and he gave it to me. Then I asked him again, so he gave it to me. Then he said, O Hakim, indeed this wealth is green and sweet, so whoever takes it without asking for it, he will be blessed in it, and whoever takes it, insisting upon it, he will not be blessed in it. He is like the one who eats but does not get satisfied and contented. And the upper hand giving is better than the lower hand receiving. So Hakim said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, I the one who sent you with the truth. I shall not ask anyone for anything after you until I depart the world. So Abu Bakr used to call Hakim to give him something, but he refused to accept it. Then Umar called him to give him, but he refused to accept it. So Umar said, O you Muslims, I would like you to bear witness that I presented Hakim with his due of these spoils of war, but he refused to accept it. So Hakim never asked anyone of the people for anything after the Messenger of Allah Peace be upon him, until he died. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Greed for wealth and riches in man leads to love of the world which, in turn, generates even greater lust for money and material. But if a person follows the example of Hakim, may Allah be pleased with him, and spirit out the drives of lust and greed from his heart, he can feel contented even after giving up his rightful dues. Chapter on the Hadith We were tested with adversity and whoever makes the hereafter his goal and son of Adam, devote yourself to my worship. Abdurrahman bin Auf said We were tested along with the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him by adversity. So we were patient. Then we were tested after him with prosperity. But we were not patient. This Hadith is greater da'if or weak. Comments It is easy for man to hold fast to his faith and be mindful of the hereafter in penury and adversity, but difficult to abide by his faith in a life of affluence and luxury. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever makes the hereafter his goal, Allah makes his heart rich and organizes his affairs, and the world comes to him whether it wants to or not. And whoever makes the world his goal, Allah puts poverty right before his eyes and disorganizes his affairs, and the world does not come to him except what has been decreed for him. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments Whoever believes in the afterlife and makes its success and prosperity his chief purpose and goal, Allah makes his heart an adobe of contentment, peace, and satisfaction. He will not find himself bogged down in so many problems of the world nor get jittery. Moreover, Whatever is allotted for him from the world, he will get it anyhow. Abu Hurairah narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Indeed Allah, Most High, said, O son of Adam, devote yourself to my worship. I will fill your chest with riches and alleviate your poverty. And if you do not do so, then I will fill your hands with problems and not alleviate your poverty. This hadith is graded Hassan or Good. Comments. If a man engages himself in worshipping Allah and in the doing of his commands, Allah grants him contentment and exemption from wants and drives, punery, and need away from him. In case the man is heedless of Allah's commands and neglects his worship, he divests him of the wealth of contentment and fills his heart with averse and greed, and robs him of tranquility and peace of mind. Chapter on the Hadith of Aisha The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died, and we had a shatr of barley. Aisha said, The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died, and we had a shatr of barley. We ate from it as Allah willed. Then I said to the slave girl, Measure it. So she measured it. And it was not long before it was gone. She said, If we had left it alone, then we would have eaten from it more than that. This hadith is graded sahih, or, Authentic Footnote The statement If we had left it alone, then we could have eaten from it more than that Indicates, in accordance with the narrations in this section The importance of not devoting oneself to worldly matters And that the blessing was less after having concern for the measurement left behind Comments The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, left nothing in inheritance Except for some food grains in the chambers of his wives Chapter on The Prophet, peace be upon him, saying about the curtain. It reminds me of the world. Aisha narrated, We had a cloth which had some pictures on it as a curtain on my door. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw it and said, Remove it, for it reminds me of the world. She said, We had a piece of velvet that had patches of silk on it which we used to wear. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments. A person's putting a decorative cloth as a curtain on the door indicates his love of the world. Hence, it was that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, abhorred it. Aisha narrated, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a leather cushion stuffed with palm fibers, which he would lean on. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments. The Arabic word occurring in this hadith is wisada, i.e., a pillow. In al-Bukhari's version, the word used is firash, i.e. bedding, which seems more appropriate for lying and stretching one's limbs. Anyhow, his wisada, or firash, was stuffed with palm fibers which are hard and rough and not soft like cotton. Chapter on, the Prophet peace be upon him saying about the sheep. Abu Maysara narrated from Aisha that they had slaughtered a sheep so the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What remains of it? She said, Nothing remains of it except its shoulder. He said, All of it remains except its shoulder. This hadith is graded hasan, or, good. Comments. Whatever food a person consumes is finished and gone, but what he gives in charity is his balance and deposit for the hereafter. That is why the Prophet, peace be upon him, Describe the part of mutton given in charity as their balance. Chapter on the hadith of Aisha, Anis, Ali, and Abu Hurairah. Aisha narrated, We, the family of Muhammad, would go for a month without kindling a fire, having only water and dates. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments. The family of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Even experienced a phase of such hardship and poverty in life when a whole month, or, according to another narration, even two months, would pass without their having anything to cook on fire in the house. They just lived on water and dates, or else their neighbors from the Ansar of al Medina, sent them milk as a gift. Anis narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Indeed, I have feared for the sake of Allah, such that no one has feared. And I have been harmed for the sake of Allah, such that no one has been harmed. Thirty days and nights have passed over me, and there was no food with Bilal, and I for something with a liver to eat, except what Bilal could conceal under his armpit. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has mentioned these facts of his life for the education of the people and in order to tell them what trying circumstances he had to undergo in the, in the cause of Allah and that he had been harassed and terrified by his adversaries like no other person. He also pointed out that when he refused to be cowed down by their oral threats, he was subjected to the kind of persecution that had no parallel in intensity or severity. Muhammad bin Ka'b al-Quradi said, Someone narrated to me that he heard Ali bin Abi Talib saying, I went out on a cold day from the house of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I had taken a tanned skin, so I tore it in the middle and put it over my neck and wrapped my middle section, fastening it with a palm leaf. I was severely hungry, and if there was food in the house of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I would have eaten some of it. I went in search of something. I passed by a Jew on his property, drawing water from a well with a pulley. I watched him from a gap in the fence. He said, What is wrong with you, O Arab? Would you like to get a date for every bucket? I said, yes, open the door so I can come in. He opened the door. I entered and he gave me his bucket. Then for every bucket I pulled out, he would give me a date. Until when it was enough for me, I put his bucket down and said, I think I had enough to eat. Then I scooped some water to drink it. Then I came to the masjid and found the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in it. This hadith is greater ba'if or weak. Comments The Hadith gives us an idea as to how very hard-pressed financially were the companions in the early years of emigration in Al-Madinah. Prosperity and affluence only came to them after Allah granted them victories in military campaigns over their enemies. It must, however, be remembered that, even in the days of abject poverty, the companions led a life of contentment and strove to earn their bread through physical labor and hard work. Abu Uthman al-Nahdi Narrated from Abu Huraira that the companions were suffering from hunger, so the Messenger of Allah (peace be upon him) gave them each a date. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments: Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, was one of those who lived at the Masjid. These companions had no hearth or home in Al madinah and at times had nothing at all to eat. Whenever possible, the Prophet (peace be upon him) tried to give them something to eat. It also happened one day that he, peace be upon him, had only one date to give to each of these hungry pupils. Jabir bin Abdullah narrated, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, dispatched us, and there were 300 of us. We were carrying our provisions on our shoulders. Then our provisions ran out such that each man among us could eat only a date per day. It was said to him, O Abu Abdullah, how could one date be enough for a man? He said, We realized its value when we did not even have that. Then we came to the sea where we saw a whale that the sea had tossed on the shore. So we ate as much as we liked from it for 18 days. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments The hadith gives us an idea of the exemplary quality of contentment and patience exhibited by the companions. Even in the face of the highly trying conditions, the hadith also tells us that Allah bestows upon his servants provisions from sources they would not even have imagined. The hadith also proves that a fish dying of being driven or thrown out of water is a halal permissible food. A detailed hadith on the subject appears in both Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim. Chapter on the hadith of Ali mentioning Mus'ab bin Umair Yazid bin Ziyad narrated from Muhammad bin Ka'b al-Qurazi who said, Someone who heard from Ali bin Abi Talib narrated that he said, I was sitting in a gathering with the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, when Mus'ab bin Umair appeared before us, wearing nothing but a burda patched with some animal furs. When the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him saw him, he began crying because of the good life he previously had compared to the state that he was in that day. Then the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, How will you people be when the late morning comes upon one of you while wearing a hullah and at the end of the day He is in another Hullah, when a platter is placed in front of him while another is removed, and when you cover your houses just as the Kaaba is covered, they said, O Messenger of Allah, on that day we will be better than we are today, devoting ourselves to worship, satisfied with our good fortune. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No, today you are better than you will be on that day. This hadith is greater Daif or weak. Comments. The Hadith tells us that in general man would do well to cultivate the quality of this inclination towards a life of worldly affluence ostentation and luxury since abundance of wealth and opulence has the effect of driving man into the love of the world and of its attractions rather than engaging them in doing pious acts of worship and devotion it is for this reason that the messenger of Allah peace be upon him declared that the companions lives of frugality and austerity was better for them since that mode of life would facilitate their release from the hardships of reckoning on the Day of Judgment. Chapter 1 A Narration about the people of As-Suffa Abu Huraira narrated the people of As-Suffa were the guests of the people of Islam. They had nothing of people nor wealth to rely upon, and by Allah, the one whom there is no worthy of worship besides him, I would lay on the ground on my liver, side, due to hunger and I would fasten a stone to my stomach out of hunger. One day I sat by the way that they the companions, used to come out through. Abu Bakr passed so I asked him about an ayah from Allah's book not asking him except that he might tell me to follow him for something to eat. But he passed on without doing so. Then Umar passed so I asked him about an ayah from Allah's book not asking him except that he might tell me to follow him. But he passed on without doing so. Then Abu al-Qasim peace be upon him, passed, and he smiled when he saw me, and said, Abu Hurairah, I said, I am here, O Messenger of Allah. He said, Come along. He continued and I followed him. He entered his house, so I sought permission to enter, and he permitted me. He found a bowl of milk and said, Where did this milk come from? It was said, It was a gift to us from so-and-so. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Abu Huraira, I said, I am here, O Messenger of Allah. He said, go to the people of As-Sufa to invite them. Now they were the guests of the people of Islam. They had nothing of people nor wealth to rely upon. Whenever some charity was brought to him, he would send it to them without using any of it, and when a gift was given to him, peace be upon him, he would send for them to participate and share with him in it. I became upset about that, and I said to myself, what good will this bowl be among the people of As-Sufa, and I am the one bringing it to them. Then he ordered me to circulate it among them. So I wondered what of it would reach me from it, and I hoped that I would get from it what would satisfy me. But I would certainly not neglect to obey Allah and obey his Messenger. So I went to them and invited them. When they entered upon him, they sat down. He said, Abu Huraira, take the bowl and give it to them. So I gave it to a man who drank his fill. Then he gave it to another one, until it ended up with the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, and all of the people had drank their fill. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, took the bowl, put it on his hand, then raised his head. He smiled and said, Abu Huraira, drink. So I drank. Then he said, drink. I kept drinking and he kept on saying, drink. Then I said, by the one who has sent you with the truth. I have no more space for it. So he took the bowl and praised Allah, mentioned his name and drank. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments. The hadith throws light on a number of things. For example, it 1. Indicates just how trying the circumstances were in those days, under which the people of a Sufa had to sustain themselves. 2. Reveals the tender and loving side of the Prophet's peace be upon him's character. 3. Provides an insight into the psychology of man as to how, first of all, he wants to satisfy his own needs. And four records the miracle of the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, as to how a single cup of milk in his hand satisfied the hunger of several people, and there was enough left in it, which the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, himself drank. Chapter 1 the hadith, those who are filled most in the world. Yahya al-Bakka narrated from Ibn Umar who said, A man belched in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, so he said, Restrain your belching from us, for indeed, those who are filled most in the world will be the hungriest on the day of judgment. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments: Overeating causes indolence and inactivity, which affects a person's discharge of religious duties an ungrateful act. As a consequence, the man concerned shall be left hungry for a long, long time on the day of judgment. Chapter about wearing wool. Abu Burda bin Abi Musa narrated that his father said, "O oh my son, If you saw us when we were with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the sky poured upon us, you would think that our smell was the smell of sheep. This hadith is greater da'if or weak. Comments The hadith confirms that wearing wool or any garment of a cloth whose value is low to a people is allowed. It is not necessarily a sign of making a false show of one's otherworldliness and piety. Chapter on All Buildings and Concerns for Them Sufyan al Thawri narrated from Abu Hamza, who said, From Ibrahim al Nakhi'a, who said, All buildings and concerns for them will be against you. I said, What do you think about one who cannot do without? He said, There is no reward for that, nor harm. This hadith is great da'if, or weak. Sahel bin Mu'ad bin Anis al juhaini narrated from his father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever leaves valuable dress out of humility to Allah while he is able to afford it, Allah will call him before the heads of creation on the Day of Judgment so that he can choose whichever hulal of faith he wishes to wear. This hadith is graded hasan or good. COMMENTS Allah loves the act of a Muslim who, though well-to-do and rich, avoids wearing ostentatious garments out of modesty. However not to wear fine garments because of the fear that those who thinking him to be rich would beg money from him or wearing shabby clothes in order to impress the people with one's piety and abstinence is plain hypocrisy on becoming of a true believer chapter on all expenditures are in Allah's cause except for buildings shabib bin bashir narrated from anis bin malik that the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said all expenditures are in Allah's cause except for buildings For there is no good in it. This hadith is graded ʿa'if, or, weak. Haritha bin Mudarrib said, We went to visit Kabbab, who had himself catarized in seven places on his body. He said, I have been ill for so long, and if it was not that I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, None of you should wish for death, then I would have wished for it. And he said, A man is rewarded for all of his spending except for the dust, or he said, in the dust. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments: Gorgeous or over spacious houses do not invite a lost pleasure or reward. Nevertheless, constructing simple houses for one's family needs is a natural necessity for man. The hadith does not target such homes. The Prophet (peace be upon him) himself had chambers made for his family. The companions, too, had houses of their own. Chapter on What has been related about the reward for one who clothes a Muslim? Hussein said, A beggar came to Ibn Abbas to beg from him. Ibn Abbas said to the beggar, Do you testify to La ilaha illallah? He said, Yes. He said, Do you testify that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah? He said, Yes. He said, You fast the month of Ramadan? He said, Yes. He said, You asked, and the one who asked has a right, so you have a right upon us that we give you. So he gave him a garment then said I heard the messenger of Allah peace be upon him saying no muslim clothes a muslim with a garment except that he is under the protection of Allah as long as a shred from it remains upon him This hadith is graded da'if or weak comments Ibn Abbas may Allah be pleased with him questioned the beggar on whether he was a muslim since the hadith speaks about the reward for one who clothes a muslim with a garment Chapter on The Hadith Spread the Salam Abdullah bin Salam said, When the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, arrived, meaning Al Medina, the people came out to meet him. It was said that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him had arrived, so I went among the people to get a good look at him. When I gazed upon the face of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I knew that this face was not the face of a liar. The first thing that he spoke about was that he said, O you people, spread the Salam, feed others, and perform salah while the people are sleeping. You will enter paradise with the greeting of salam. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Footnote. The word salam also carries the meaning of with ease. Comments. Meeting the people with love and affection and with feelings of well wishing and sympathy and worshipping Allah with sincerity of the heart means unimpeded entry into paradise. Chapter on the hadith. The one who is fed and is grateful. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet peace be upon him said, The one who eats and is grateful is like the status of the patient fasting person. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments. Just as abstaining from food and drink during fast is an act of obedience to the command of Allah, paying thanks to Allah after eating one's food is also an act of obedience to the dictates of Allah. Therefore, both merit reward from Allah although the amount of reward for the two would be different. Chapter on the Muhajirin praising what the Ansar did for them And it said, when the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, arrived in Al-Medina, the Muhajirin came to him and said, O Messenger of Allah, we have not seen a people more willing to sacrifice when having a lot, nor more patient when having a little, than the people whom we are staying among. Our provisions are so sufficient and we share with them and their produce such that we fear that all of our reward is gone so the prophet peace be upon him said no as long as you supplicate to allah for them and praise show gratitude to them for it this hadith is graded sahih or authentic footnote see hadith number 2035 comments the prophet peace be upon him told his companions the immigrants that if a person feels grateful to his benefactor praises him and supplicates to his creator for him, he enlists himself as eligible for reward from Allah. He then told the companions not to worry about the recompense from Allah, since they gave good praise to their benefactors and prayed to Allah for them. Chapter On The Virtue of Every Person Who Is Near and Easy to Deal With Abdullah bin Mas'ud narrated that the Messenger of Allah (peace be upon him) said, Shall I not inform you of whom the fire is unlawful and he is unlawful for the fire? every person who is near to people amicable and easy to deal with. This hadith is graded hasan or good. COMMENTS The hadith tells us that mellowness of the heart and dignified and courteous manners are the gateway to paradise, the reason being that anyone barred from hellfire is also the one from whom hellfire is out of bounds. He is, therefore, surely, surely a resident of paradise. Aswad bin Yazid narrated, I said, O Aisha. What would the Prophet, peace be upon him, do when he entered his house? She said he would busy himself with serving his family. Then, when the time for Salah was due, he would stand to go for it. This hadith is graded Sahih or authentic comments. Other hadith mention in some detail the nature of work he, peace be upon him, did at home. He checked his garments for lice, stitched his torn dress, milked his sheep, mended his shoes, and repaired his water bucket but left everything of the world at the call for prayer. al Lahwaldi Chapter On His, peace be upon him, humility in his gatherings Anas bin Malik narrated When the Prophet, peace be upon him, would receive a man to shake hands with him, he would not remove his hand until he, the man, removed his, and he would not turn his face away from his face until the man turned, and he would not be seen advancing his knees before one sitting with him. This hadith is greater da'if or weak. Comments, being respectful and modest with one's companions and with those sitting with him, and not to project himself as superior to others in the gathering is surely a proof of a person's magnanimity and superlative manners. Allah had even raised him from bringing to perfection moral virtues and seemly behavior. Chapter on what has been related about the severe threat for the arrogant. Abdullah bin Amr narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, A man among those before you went out arrogantly in a hullah of his. So Allah ordered the earth to take him. He remained sinking into it. Or he said, he will remain sinking into it until the Day of Judgment. This hadith is graded Sahih or authentic. Comments Pride and greatness are the exclusive attributes of Allah. Anyone parading himself as great or behaving with pride, in fact tries to pounce on the exclusive domain and preserve of Allah, and makes himself deserving of humiliation and disrepute. One form of it would be to sink deep into the earth. Amr bin Shuhaib narrated from his father, from his grandfather, from the Prophet peace be upon him, who said, The proud will be gathered on the day of judgment, resembling tiny particles in the image of men. They will be covered with humiliation everywhere. They will be dragged into a prison he called Bules, submerged in fire of fires, drinking the drippings of the people of the fire, filled with derangement. This hadith is graded Hassan, 4. Good Comments Self-pride or arrogance in men is such an abhorrent trait to Allah that persons tainted with it shall be gathered on the Day of Judgment in forms as small as ants in the image of men to be trampled under feet. They shall then be fed the drippings of human wounds with a stench of rotten mud that shall play havoc with their body systems and stomach. Chapter on In which there are four ahadith. Sahad bin Mu'adh bin Anis, narrated from his father, That the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, "Whoever suppresses his rage while he is able to exact it, Allah will call him before the heads of creation on the day of judgment, so that he can choose whichever of the hur he wishes." This Hadith is graded Hasan or good. Footnote: See Hadith number two thousand and twenty-one. Comments: It is quite a demanding task to suppress one's emotions, especially at the time of burning rage. Anyone who bridles this angry horse and controls his anger for the sake of Allah, Allah will invite him before all his creation on the Day of Judgment and will reward him by giving him the option of choosing any one of the Hur's fair-colored damsels of Paradise. Abu Bakr bin al Munkadir narrated from Jabir that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, There are three characteristics for which whomever has them, Allah will expose his side and admit him into Paradise, being courteous to the guest kind to parents and doing good for slaves. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments: Allah loves to give excellent treatment to each person according to the place or rank he enjoys in his sight. A person holding the characteristics mentioned in the hadith entitles himself to receive Allah's special grace and mercy. Exposing his side or wing is an expression referring to Allah's special protection and mercy. Abu Dhar narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah, Most High said, O my slaves, all of you are astray except whom I guide, so ask me for guidance, and I shall guide you. All of you are poor except whom I enrich, so ask of me, and I shall provide you. All of you are sinners except whom I have pardoned. So whoever among you knows that I am the one able to forgive and seeks my forgiveness, I shall forgive him without concern for me, and it will not affect me. If the first of you and the last of you, the living among you, and the dead among you, the fresh among you, and the dry among you, were to gather together to help the heart with the most taqwa among my slaves, that would not add a mosquito's wing to my sovereignty. If the first of you, and the last of you, the living among you, and the dead among you, the fresh among you, and the dry among you, were to gather together to help the worst heart of my slaves, that would not diminish a mosquito's wing to my sovereignty. If the first of you, and the last of you, the living among you, and the dead among you, The fresh among you and the dry among you were to gather together upon one plateau and each person among them were to ask for his utmost desire and I were to give each what he asked for that would not diminish from my sovereignty except as if one of you were to pass by an ocean and dip a needle into it then remove it. That is because I am the most liberal without need, the most generous, doing as I will. I give by my speech and I punish by my speech. Whenever I will something I only say, be and it shall be. This hadith is graded hasan, or good. Comments: The hadith confirms that all that man gets, guidance, provision, health, and the capacity to abstain from sins and so on, it is through Allah's help and support. It, therefore, behooves us all to ask everything of Allah alone. Also, when a person, through some evil temptation or infirmity, ingrained in human nature, commits a sin, it is Allah alone that can forgive that sin. Ibn Umar said, I heard the Prophet (Peace be upon him) narrating a hadith, not just once or twice, even seven times, but I heard him saying it more than that. I heard him saying there was a man called Al Kifl among the children of Israel, who did not restrain himself from sin. A woman came to him and he gave her sixty dinar so he could sleep with her. When he sat up from her, as a man sits up from a woman, she began to tremble and cry. So he said, Why are you crying? Did I do something to harm you? She said, No, but it is because of what I did. I only did it so out of need. He said, You did this without having done it before, so leave me, and it, the money, is for you. And then he said, By Allah, I will never disobey Allah after that. He died during the night and morning came with. Indeed, Allah has forgiven al Kifl, written upon his door. This hadith is greater daif or weak. Comments Man's prosperity or otherwise in the hereafter is determined by the manner of his end. Kift died doing a virtuous deed, spurred by the words of a remorseful woman. He turned to Allah with sincere repentance before his death. Temptation for fornication is surely a most trying circumstance which no one could resist or repel without Allah's special guidance and mercy. Chapter 1 Regarding the Believer Recognizing the Gravity of His Sins Al-Harith bin Suwayd said, Abdullah bin Mas'ud narrated two hadith to us, one of them from himself and the other from the Prophet peace be upon him. Abdullah said the believer sees his sins as if he was at the base of a mountain, fearing that it is about to fall upon him. The wicked person sees his sins as if they are flies that are hitting his nose. He said like this, motioning with his hand to get them to fly away. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah is more pleased with the repentance of one of you than a man in a desolate, barren, destructive wasteland who has his mount carrying his provisions, his food, and his drink and what he needs with him. Then it wanders away. So he goes to find it until he is on the brink of death. He says, I will return to the place where I lost it, to die. So he returns to his place and his eyes become heavy, falling asleep. Then he awakens to find his mount at his head carrying his food, drink, and what he needs. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments We learn from hadith number 2497, a saying of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud that the commission of a sin by a well-meaning believer is an extremely painful experience for him. And he feels as though he were at the base of a mountain, ready to fall upon him any moment. A disbeliever or an arrogant person On the other hand, does not care about any wrongdoing or act of sin committed by him. He only feels as if it were a fly that had dropped on his nose and he would drive it away by a movement of his hand. Anis narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every son of Adam sins, and the best of sinners are the repentant. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments, Wittingly or unwittingly, every man, however high or mighty he might be, is likely to commit a mistake or a sin as for the common man even deliberately he commits misdeeds and sins allah in his unlimited munificence however gives each one of us the chance to repent and he accepts our repentance chapter 1 the hadith whoever believes in allah then let him honor his guest abu huraira narrated that the prophet peace be upon him said whoever believes in allah and the last day then let him honour his guest. And whoever believes in Allah, and the last day, then let him say what is good, or remain silent. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments Generosity towards the guest and giving honourable treatment to them is a great human virtue and a part of the basic teachings of Islam. Secondly, silence is a bulwark against many troubles and sinful acts, and avoiding sinful acts and idle talk is a sign of the purity of a person's faith. Abdullah bin Amr narrated that the Messenger of Allah (peace be upon him) said, "Whoever is silent, he is saved." This hadith is graded Hasan, or good. Comments: Maintaining silence and quietude, refraining from unnecessary talk, and engaging oneself in reflection and remembrance of Allah are sure means of deliverance from impeachment and blame, and they ensure man's protection from numerous trials of the world and tribulations of religious faith. Chapter on the Hadith If you were to mix it into the water of the sea Abu Hudayfa narrated and he was one of the companions of Abdullah bin Mas'ud from Aisha who said I told the Prophet peace be upon him about a man so he said I do not like to talk about a man even if I were to get this or that for doing so she said I said O Messenger of Allah Sophia is a woman who is and she used her hand as if to indicate that she is short. So he said, You have said a statement which, if it were mixed in with the water of the sea, it would pollute it. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Aisha narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I do not like to talk about anyone, even if I were to get this or that. This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments. The hadith instructs us that it is an absolutely unseemly act to imitate or mimic a person's word or deed with the intention of discrediting him. It hurts the sentiments of the man and injures his heart. Chapter on Which of the Muslims is the most virtuous? Abu Musa said the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him was asked which of the Muslims is the most virtuous. He said the one whom the Muslims are safe from his tongue and his hand. This hadith is graded sahih or, authentic. Comments. The word Muslim is derived from silm, meaning safety and protection. So, a Muslim from whose hands and tongue the believers are safe is a Muslim worth his name. Since the hands and tongue are the main agents of most of our deeds, they have been expressly mentioned in the hadith. Chapter on, regarding the threat for one who shames his brother for a sin. Khalid bin Ma'dan, narrated from Mu'ad bin Jabal, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever shames his brother for a sin, he shall not die until he himself commits it. One of the narrators, Ahmed, said, They said, from a sin he has repented from. This hadith is graded ʿa'if, or, weak. Comments, To shame a person for the sin he has already repented from is in itself a shameful act and goes against the norms of decent behavior. Chapter on. Do not rejoice over the mishap of your brother. Wathila bin al-Asqa' Narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not rejoice over the mishaps of your brother, so that Allah has mercy on him and subjects you to trials. This hadith is graded da'if or weak. Comments To rejoice on the misery or misfortune of a brother in faith is against the principles of Islamic fellow-feeling and fraternity. It is rather inviting the same trouble for oneself. Chapter on regarding the virtue of mixing with the people while having patience with their harms. Yahya bin Wathab narrated from a sheikh among the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him. I think it is from the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said, "Indeed, when the Muslim mixes with the people, and he is patient with their harm, he is better than the Muslim who does not mix with the people and is not patient with their harm." This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments. Mixing with the people, sharing their problems, and being patient at some harm done by them is better than remaining aloof from them. It is because both of them, sharing the people's problems, and remaining patient at the wrong done, merit good reward from Allah. Chapter on Regarding the Virtue of Making Peace Between Each Other Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, be aware of evil with each other for indeed it is the haliqah this hadith is graded Hassan, or good abu darda narrated that the messenger of allah peace be upon him said shall i not inform you of what is more virtuous than the rank of fasting salah and charity they said but of course he said making peace between each other for indeed spoiling relations with each other is the haliqah This hadith is graded da'if or weak. as zubair bin al-Awwam narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The disease of the nations before you is creeping towards you. Envy and hatred. It is the haliqah. I do not speak of what cuts the hair, but what severs the religion. By the one in whose hand is my soul, you will not enter paradise until you believe, and you will not believe until you love each other. Shall I tell you about what will strengthen that for you? Spread the salam among each other. This hadith is greater laif, or weak. Comments Strengthening the relations and establishing love and enmity among the believers are the basic requirements of Iman. An Iman, faith, is a prerequisite for admittance to paradise. Chapter 1 Regarding the grave threat against tyranny and severing the ties of kinship Abu Bakr narrated that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, There is no sin more worthy of Allah hastening the punishment upon its practitioner in the world along with what is in store for him in the hereafter than tyranny and severing the ties of kinship. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments, baghi, translated as tyranny, also means disobedience or rebellion against the rulers. Qat'ar-Rahim, on the other hand, means severing the ties of kinship. These two crimes or sins, if committed by a man, are so abhorrent to Allah that, unless the man repents and renounces them, he would award the punishment for them in this world itself. Chapter 1 Look at those who are below you. Amr bin Shu'ayb narrated from his grandfather, Abdullah bin Amr, that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, There are two traits. Whoever has them in him, Allah writes him down as grateful and patient. And whoever does not have them, Allah does not write him down as grateful nor patient. Whoever looks to one above him for his religion and follows him in it, and whoever looks to one who is below him in worldly matters and praises Allah for the blessings he has favored the one who is above him with then Allah writes him down as grateful and patient. And whoever looks to one who is below him for his religion and looks to one who is above him for worldly matters and grieves over what missed him of it, Allah does not write him down as grateful nor as patient. Another chain reaching to Amr bin Shu'ib from his father, from his grandfather, from the Prophet peace be upon him, with similar narration. This hadith is greater da'if, or weak. Comments Gratitude and patience are virtues of the order that, whichever man they combine in, make him a perfect believer and his heart brimful of the wealth of faith. The recipe to cultivate these qualities in religious matters is that man tries to adapt himself to looking at those servants of Allah who are above him in faith, piety, and moral virtues, and he makes a pledge to follow their example. In matters of the world, he must make a pledge that as a matter of principle, he will only look at those who are below him in wealth and prosperity and commit himself to considering that whatever superiority in worldly comforts and prosperity he enjoys are but the gifts of Allah, for which he has to be grateful to him and praise him. Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Look to one who is lower than you, and do not look to one who is above you. For indeed, that is more worthy so that you will not belittle Allah's favors upon you. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments An inherent weakness in man is that when he looks at someone superior to him in worldly status or wealth or physical features, he grieves that Allah has not made him such and such. In this way, he belittles what Allah has given him to such people the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has given the prescription that they look at and ponder over the condition of those people who are inferior to them in that respect. By doing so, they will not devalue or belittle the favors given to them by Allah. Chapter 1 The Hadith of Hanbala. Abu Uthman narrated from Hanbala al-Usaydi, and he was one of the scribes of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, that he passed by Abu Bakr while he was crying. So he, Abu Bakr, said to him, What is wrong with you, O Handala? He replied, Handala has become a hypocrite, O Abu Bakr. When we are with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we remember the fire and paradise, as if we are looking at them with the naked eye. But when we return, we busy ourselves with our wives and livelihood, and we forget so much. He, Abu Bakr, said, By Allah, the same thing happens to me. Let us go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Hamdullah said, so we went. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw him, he said, what is wrong with you, O Hamzullah? He said, Hamzullah has become a hypocrite, O Messenger of Allah. When we are with you, we remember the fire and paradise as if we can see them with the naked eye. But when we return, we are busy with our wives in livelihood and we forget so much he said so the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said if you were to abide in the state that you are in when you are with me then the angels would shake hands with you in your gatherings and upon your bedding and in your paths but oh hamdalah there is a time for this and a time for that this hadith is graded sahih or authentic comments What keeps man on the path of righteousness and rectitude is his consciousness and concern for hell, paradise, and the hereafter. Once back home and busy with family and other affairs of the world, he loses that intensity and concern for the hereafter. As for the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, he had a first-hand look at both hell and paradise. He, peace be upon him, therefore, described them with such surety and exactitude That the listener felt as though he were seeing them before his eyes. Anis narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, "None of you believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself." This hadith is graded sahih, or authentic. Comments: Here, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, makes it clear that only that person will reach the zenith of faith. Was so selfless and full of sentiments of well-wishing and sincerity for others, that he feels for his brothers just as he would feel for himself. A person of this characteristic will choose the same good for them as for himself, and only to do to them as he would have done. Ibn Abbas narrated, I was behind the Prophet peace be upon him one day when he said, O boy, I will teach you a statement. Be mindful of Allah and He will protect you. Be mindful of Allah, and you will find Him before you. When you ask, ask Allah, and when you seek aid, seek Allah's aid. Know that if the entire creation were to gather together to do something to benefit you, you would never get any benefit except that Allah had written for you. And if they were to gather to do something to harm you, you would never be harmed except that Allah had written for you. The pens are lifted, and the pages are dried. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments The hadith confirms that Allah protects a person from things unseemly and evil if he abides by the commandments of Allah regarding the prohibited and the permitted, and enables him to do things desirable and good, and saves him from the trials of this world and of the hereafter. Chapter on The Hadith Tayyid and rely upon Allah Anas bin Malik narrated that a man said O messenger of Allah shall I tie it and rely upon Allah or leave it loose and rely upon Allah he said tie it and rely upon Allah This hadith is graded Hasan or good comments not only that the hadith states it but the practice of the messenger of Allah peace be upon him also confirms that reliance on Allah in fact means first collecting all the means possible for a thing, and then leaving the result to the causer of all causes, i.e. Allah. Reliance on Allah does not mean giving up the means and just sitting and hoping for Allah's munificence and help. Of course, the end result or success in one's efforts rests only in the hands of Allah. Al-Hasan bin Ali said, I remember that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Leave what makes you in doubt for what does not make you in doubt. The truth brings tranquility while falsehood sows doubt. This hadith is graded sahih or authentic. Comments Anything that creates a doubt in the mind also makes the heart feel uneasy. A believer, therefore, should only do things that make his heart and soul feel tranquil. Muhammad bin al Munkedir narrated from Jabir that a man was mentioned in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, for his worship and his striving in it, and another man was mentioned for his cautious piety. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Nothing is equal to cautious piety. This hadith is greater Baif, or weak. Comments Wara in Arabic means to be pious or refrain from doubtful matters. There is also a proverb that says prevention is better than cure. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him said, Whoever eats the Tayyib and acts in accordance with the Sunnah and the people are safe from his harm, he will enter Paradise. So a man said, O Messenger of Allah, this is the case with many people today. So he said, It shall be so in the generation after me. This hadith is graded hasan or good. Comments Allah blesses those provisions of life and items of food that are clean and halal, permissible in the Islamic sharia, and are consumed in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet peace be upon him. A man possessing these qualities more than anyone else would be expected to refrain from harming and harassing others and earned for himself the title for permanent residence in Paradise. Sahl bin Mu'adh bin Anas al Juhayni narrated from his father that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever gives for the sake of Allah, withholds for the sake of Allah, loves for the sake of Allah, hates for the sake of Allah, and marries for the sake of Allah, he has indeed perfected his faith. This hadith is graded Hasan, or Good comments, whatever a person does, be it his dealings with others, giving a thing to others or withholding it from them, nurturing friendship or harboring hatred towards others, or even tying the knot of his wedlock, if all this is not motivated by a selfish end or personal likes and dislikes, but done purely for the sake of Allah, then it is a firm proof of the perfection of his faith. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri narrated that the prophet peace be upon him said the first batch to enter paradise will appear like the moon of a night that is full the second will appear like the color of the most beautiful star in the sky each man among them shall have two wives each wife wearing 70 bracelets with the marrow of their shins being visible from behind them this hadith is graded sahih or authentic comments The hadith is about the description of the women of Paradise, and is included in the coming exclusive chapter on the bounties of Paradise. This one is unrelated to that. This hadith is, however, missing in Tuhfat al-Ahwaldi and other compilations circulating in countries like Pakistan, as well as most other manuscripts.